Oh, 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 Merry Christmas! Stop egging your nog because it's time for Grain of Truth Christmas Special! Please welcome our guest host, Anna Rantenbrink! Hello! Merry Christmas! And welcome to the Grain of Truth Christmas Special, the show where the ding-dongs are always on high! <laughs> Street! <laughs> Your grains of truth today. Mrs. Claus tells her husband to pack an umbrella because it looks like rain, dear. (laughs) (laughs) The increase in burglaries at Christmas has police looking for Santa clues. (laughs) (laughs) Olaf the snowman was caught picking his nose from the garden. (laughs) (laughs) And (laughs) what do Russians eat at Christmas? Min spy. Oh. Yay. <laughs> to introduce our panellists for the episode, it's over to our resident scorekeepers, the Boffins. Thank you, Anna. From Victoria University, Wellington campus, representing television, it's Lucy Smith. From RMIT University, representing performing arts, it's Stacey Taylor. From Mazenod College, representing animation, it's Kristen Bazzari. And from Monash University, representing chemistry, it's our famed hero himself, Mr. David Innes. The... <laughs> Settle down. <laughs> the rules of Grain of Truth are simple. Points are awarded to the panellists for their responses to ridiculously absurd questions, scenarios and topics, all of them Christmas themed. (laughs) Whoever has the most points wins the coveted Grain of Truth prize, which this week is a room at the inn. Luxury accommodation away from the manger, so you are guaranteed a silent night's rest. (laughs) Were these puns bettered or because you're the best? No one's bettered my puns. (laughs) Now, before we begin the quiz, here's a small challenge for everybody. Can you name the grain of truth that connects all four of our panellists' topics? I will give you a clue. Arctic puffin. (laughs) Now, we'll start with round one, which is called Right Said Ted. Each panellist must deliver a 90-second TED-style presentation relating to a theme. At 60 seconds, they will hear this noise. And at 90 seconds, they will hear this noise which is a Christmas mouse, after which they must gift wrap up their talk. Whoever uses their special skills to present on the theme the best gets the points. If anybody goes over time, like Christmas lunch, it could be overblown. I'll be quite flexible. (laughs) (laughs) This theme of this TED presentation is Christmas. We start with Lucy Schmidt representing television to talk about Christmas. Lucy, your time starts now. There's nothing that blends together better than television and Christmas. The Christmas special makes television special. The one time in the year when we can experience the festive season along with our favourite characters, from midwives to animated families at Downton Abbey or that bar where everybody knows your name. Jingle bells are ringing, mistletoe is hung, and there's a lot of storylines that include the ghosts of Christmas past, a turkey and a tiny term equivalent. 
<laughs> Remember when Fonzie was too proud to admit he was alone at Christmas? And Richie and Howie found out and invited him over under the guise of mechanical issues with their yard decorations? <laughs> yes, even Fonzie ain't too cool to you. <laughs> and who could forget Ross from Friends trying to teach his son Ben about the Jewish tradition of Hanukkah, but the only costume he can hire to compete with Santa is a giant armadillo. Hilarious. <laughs> Meanwhile, at the 4077th, Colonel Potter has got his hands on a Santa costume and entertains the orphans as Hawkeye, BJ and Hot Lips work to save a GI. Like MASH episodes, it manages to make us laugh, feel and teach us something. Whereas Laverne and Shirley teach us a totally different lesson when they perform at the hospital in an Xmas review only to find out it's a mental hospital, their words. <laughs> Good news is, it seems that everyone is capable of singing Silent Night, even those with issues. So don't judge. But my favourite has to be... Whoa! When Kyle, the Jewish kid from South Park, has issues playing, being required to participate in a Christian holiday play at school. Instead, he suggests they sing about Mr. Hanky, the Christmas poo, a singing turd who seems to understand Christmas better than most. Howdy ho! Excellent, Lucy. <laughs> so I think it's quite traditional for families to gather around the TV and watch these specials. Um, do you have a particular family tradition in relating, relation to TV or something else? Um, I've got to say that uh, we actually got a colour TV uh, for Christmas when I was nine years old, and um, as well as some uh, very weird powder dolls. But the, the, the TV was definitely... I come from a really large family, and colour TV was like the thing back then. Isn't that crazy? And yes, obviously I am old. Oh, very nice, very nice. Uh, Christian, do you have a family Christmas tradition involving... The telly? Barely have a family, but uh, I guess... Uh, <laughs> oh! No, it's, it's very... Mine's the extreme opposite. But nonetheless, it did play a pivotal role with what little family there was there. And, and Carol's by Candlelight with oh. Ray Martin. Oh, yes, uh, was Ray. always a staple. And Humphrey B. Bear never came soon enough, in my opinion. Yes. <laughs> was it bedtime when Humphrey did turn up? Yeah, even now it would be. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Humphrey. Uh, Dave? <laughs> Either if I'm visiting friends over in San Francisco or uh, here at home, it's the Doctor Who Christmas special. Uh, so usually here would be on the next day, so before Boxing Day, uh, would be very much the television viewing uh, importance, what I find now. Or if I'm overseas, then definitely on the day. Very nice. Mm. What about you, Stacey? Oh, quite... There was, Christmas Day was always quite busy when I was a child, so we weren't so much watching television on the day, but we were quite heavily influenced by what we watched on television. You know, like suddenly we were talking about trimming trees because that's what they did on uh, Eight is Enough. Yes. You know what I mean? So, yes. Yeah, I, th I think it, it, it had a, an, an insidious influence over a New Zealand family <laughs> Christmas in the 70s. So is it odd that we watched carols from King's Cathedral? Which one was that? <laughs> some Christian, British uh, singing uh, thing. Oh, a British, uh, I love the definition of British Christian singing thing. <laughs> Come around, on. everybody. We're time for the British Christian singing thing. It's Merry, on, dear. Merry Christmas. Merry it's Christmas. Not about Santa. It's about Jesus. All right. Next to speak on oh. the topic of Christmas, moving right along, is Stacey Taylor, representing performing arts as always. Stacey, yes? your time starts now. Okay. 
So look, if I'm talking about Christmas in the performing arts context, then it would be very remiss if I did not discuss the Christmas panto. Now, discerning grain of truth listeners will remember that I have in fact spoken about the institution of panto before. It was season two, episode 13, since you're asking. <laughs> in which I attempted to make a new audience refrain, which was, it's a conspiracy, and my kind of... You know, ambition was that that would become as popular as the classic It's Behind You. And I do hear that it has been adopted for this year's London performance of Dick Whittington. Now, discerning listeners will also know that I'm given to that sort of sarcastic hyperbole in my um, uh, Right Said TED Talks. And my Right Said TED Talks, moreover, follow a fairly predictable formulaic approach to the topic at hand. And this formula could sort of be summarised as, you know this thing that's like this, what if it were like that? (laughs) (laughs) And hilarity and or indifference ensues. For example, um, I might say something like, historians have unearthed a previously undiscovered Christmas panto penned by Samuel Beckett. (laughs) During which, at one point, the entire cast stops mid-scene to turn to the audience in genuine terror and yell, no, it's behind you, before fleeing to the exits. So in keeping with the auto-ethnographic framework I've adopted for today's talk, and by auto-ethnographic in this context I mean hideously self-involved, I offer you to consider this notion, grain of truth, the pantomime that links all eight panellist topics. And by eight panellists I mean the ones in this and then the final show. So here we go, this is what it would look like. In which the principal boy and girl, both played by women, have a homoerotic chemistry. <laughs> featuring musical sing-along and extremely animated performances. <laughs> the book bastardizes a work of great literature with monstrous double entendre. <laughs> Enter a television celebrity and drag stage left, and no two actors in a single animal costume were harmed in the making of this production because zoo. <laughs> wow. I thank you. How indulgent. <laughs> wow. uh, speaking of pantos and pageants, who yes. has been in a Christmas pageant or concert that they would like to recall? Yes, uh. Stacey. <laughs> um, for the listeners at home, I just raised my hand. Yes, I was um, not um, raised with any sort of de- denominational religion, but I was sniffing around the Sunday school when I was young because, you know, <laughs> I kind of wanted to know what was going on. And then I realised they were putting on a show, so I really wanted to be involved. And there was no dress rehearsal, so when the time came, I was one of three angels. There was a centre angel and the two, um, you know, flanking her. And um, her wings arrived and they were amazing. Amazing! Wow. Then our wings arrived and they were blankets with pegs oh, no. to attach to our sleeves. <laughs> I never went back. <laughs> Lucy? Um, yes, once I was in a show, um, uh, I was playing a nun and I had to have a puppet and sing and yodel a country song <laughs> that was about eight um, minutes long, you know, the 12 days of Christmas. It was hell for both me and the audience. <laughs> and the puppet. Oh and the puppet. Uh, <laughs> the puppet never recovered. You are exempt from the 12 Days of Christmas sing-along that we will be in the audience I later. appreciate that, Anna. Thank you very much. Uh, I had a very dramatic moment in a Christmas concert when I a was A dramatic five. moment, yeah. Uh, I, too, was an angel, like Stacey, and we had halos made out of pipe cleaners. Oh, as, as you do. And uh, on the side of stage, sitting cross-legged, two angels next to me got their halos entwined. Oh! oh. Scandal. Scandalous. Uh, headlocks. 
Headlocks on the side of stage. Um, <laughs> I did not offer to help. Now, our very next speaker is Christian Bizzari, representing animation uh, to present also on the theme of Christmas. Christian, your time starts now. Greetings and salutations. Once again, it is that time of year when one hangs up their stocking and erects their twinkly tree. And what better time of the year for animation than Christmas? Truly, what could be better after hours spent with family straining turkey through gritted teeth than sitting in a comfy chair and watching Christmas Comes to Packland or <laughs> Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer? <laughs> Anything, I hear you say, to which I say, yes, that's true. But, I say, how about Robbie the Reindeer? You suck, I hear you say, to which I say, what's with you today? You were acting all weird in the car and now this. <laughs> nothing, I hear you say, it's fine. To which I say, no, it's not nothing, what's wrong? It's, well, it's over, you say. What do you mean, I say? I don't think we can be performer and audience anymore, you say. Why? Is it someone else? Did they make you laugh? I say, well, it's not just that. The podcast is ending and your talks, they just aren't fun anymore. But we had some fun, right? The Family Guy one was okay and the Carl Sagan one was sweet. Did you like the cartoon boardroom one with the, from the Swinburne special? The point is, Christian, it's time to end it. <laughs> I made Rob Lloyd laugh. Yes, he can be generous like that. <laughs> Anna seems like she's enjoying my talk at Christian. Let's not do this. <laughs> what could I do to improve, you know, for other audiences? Well, maybe stay on topic like the other talks instead of straying away and getting all meta. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. Are you going to be all right? Yeah, I'll be okay. Plenty of audiences left in the auditorium, as they say. That's the spirit, you say. Thank you for your support. It's been nice sharing the stage with some really talented folk. No worries. Well, better be going now. There's still more podcasts left to go. Goodbye, audience, I say. Goodbye, Christian, you say. Oh, and audience, one more thing. What's that? Merry Christmas. Oh. <laughs> Have yourself a merry little Christmas. That was really sad. <laughs> Poignant. It sounded funnier when I wrote it. It was funny. <laughs> but, you know, Christmas coming at the end of the year, coincidentally, yeah. is often about endings. Yes. And um, it's true. But let yeah. us not dwell on this. No. Let, us, <laughs> let us instead think of another kind of animation. That of the one where you animate moving things. Yes, <laughs> which is exactly um, what it The My Christmas Windows is celebrating its 60th year, yes. right? Mm. I don't know if anyone's checked it out. I haven't gone back since the Peter Pan one where they had a little um, galleon jutting out into the Burke Street Mall. I was going to say had a little kid trapped in the window <laughs> as Peter Pan. Uh, what, what would you <laughs> like to see year. in the My Christmas Windows? What sort of animatronic marvels would you like to see, if you could? Uh, is this year, is it, they, they did a big scale of Melbourne, didn't they? Yes, yes. Uh, I then, in that case, what I'd really love to see is an, uh, as accurate as possible, such that they've replicated Swanson Street and had various small animatronic robots slightly slower than other small animatronic <laughs> robots <laughs> clogging up the entire thing and then other people getting very aggressive about it. A public it. service announcement, educating yeah. people about slow walkers. Yeah. Right. yeah With escalators. Yes. With clogged up escalators left and right. Someone teaching Rudolph to use concealer. Oh. <laughs> oh, Ooh, burn. Uh, Rudolph, your red nose He's is been not asking wanted here. Um, could be rosacea, so <laughs> be careful. Uh, now, our final speaker is David Innes, representing chemistry, to present on the theme of Christmas, 
Dave, your time starts now. Christmas and chemistry go together like a double bond and liquid bromine. Ha ha ha, addition reaction. However, <laughs> I'm not going to spend this 90 seconds talking about the allegations of turkey making you sleepy. No, the tryptophan levels in turkey is not what makes you sleepy. If it did, cheddar actually contains more tryptophan than turkey and people would collapse after eating a grilled cheese. But I digress. Like most chemists... Uh, I grew up in a lower middle class white household, so if there's anything we chemists know more about, it's passive aggression. (laughs) Or PASAG, which incidentally is a palladium silver catalyst with disulfide bridges. (laughs) Passive aggression can be modelled by the passing of gases, also typically Christmas, and Le Chatelier's principle of equilibrium. Now, equilibrium law is when the rate of reaction of gases is the same from reactants to products as it is in the reverse. Uh, very much like overly polite conversations at dinner tables where you're supposed to give a shit about Aunt Mary and who she ran into at the supermarket the other day. But then... <laughs> but then... <laughs> but then racist Uncle Phil starts talking about asylum seekers and that is a, a disruption to the system. Le Chatelier claims that the system will partially oppose the radical change, in this case Uncle Phil, to maintain equilibrium. And we do the same at dinner. Yes, Uncle Phil, they are all terrorists. Now let's go and put your bib back on and let's just chew loudly in the deafening science of post-controversy. Gravy's nice, Bev. Oh, yes, it is. Oh, it's nice. I found it in Women's Day. Oh, yes, nice. Oh, is that the one from last month? Oh, did you see that article about Prince Harry in there? Oh, yes. And Christmas equilibrium is (laughs) re-established. Oh, my goodness. Such venting. I know. venting. (laughs) Is there uh, someone that you have to see at Christmas time that you would like to speak truth to? (laughs) (laughs) I'm really lucky because I actually run away at Christmas. Um, Most of my family live in New Zealand. Yeah. um, And I'm I'm invited. I just don't go. Nice. (laughs) I go to the movies instead. That's excellent. I just ignore it. Yeah. I I think Christmas is for children. It's liberating. (laughs) It's just another day. (laughs) Yay, Christmas special. So that's the end of the round, and I think we need a score update from our very festive boffins. Thank you, Anna. Now, according to the Grain of Truth orphanage, uh, Christian is in the lead with a sympathetic partridge in a pear tree. Excellent. Now, we are moving on to the analysis and application round. Our panel is divided into teams of two and must apply their skills to an application task they have no idea of because (laughs) I did not share them with them. So, Lucy and Stacey, I will be challenging you to Mother Christmas. You must promote a woman from history to take over from Father Christmas. Who do you nominate and why? Scrolling through women from history. Joan of Arc is the only one springing to mind. Yes, Joan of Arc. Why would she make a good Father Christmas substitute? Well, of course, uh, Joan was incredibly strong. Yeah. Uh, a, a, a passionate in her religious salutary. Uh, charismatic uh, and uh, a, a natural leader. Um, I, I, I think what would happen is that Christmas would be revolutionised. Yes. We, we would um, mobilise behind such a, such a figure um, re- replacing a, capital, a capitalistic 
um, idea of, 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 of greed and, and, and binary ideas of good and bad listing and, and instead be, uh, <laughs> be encouraged to, on the special day, um, travel towards our, our ideal cause. Yes. So um, you would gather <laughs> with your family at Christmas. Feel free to jump in. Uh, <laughs> I'm uh, cool. <laughs> with the amount of money that you would have spent on presents, and you would have to give it to the charity of the person on your left's choice. Oh, very nice. While drinking a beautiful French wine and, and eating a lovely uh, creamy uh, cheese. Um, at this point, we should probably try and, you know, do some yuletide punning on some sort of flammable. Um. <laughs> I was hoping to keep that out of there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think it's best we do. So, Joan of Arc for uh, Mother Christmas. Mother Christmas. Thank you very much, ladies. Well, you're so welcome. Of course. Totes on the spot there. Uh, Star of Wonder. Oh, the game I have created for you, Christian and David, I will be challenging you to explain the real origin of these Christmas symbols. Oh, okay. Starting with Christmas cards. Oh, Christmas well, cards. yes. Well, if I remember correctly, Christmas cards were originally around from uh, 1465 where they were folded, stiffened leaves. Correct. <laughs> yes, true. often with uh, smatterings of mud or fecal matter. In fact, that's where we get the word smattering from. Mm. Smattering from the Greek smatter... Oh, uh, no, the Latin smatterus, yes. meaning fecal well, in card form. fecal! <laughs> <laughs> and uh, what about the fir tree? Why does that... Figure so heavily at Christmas time, the fir tree. It does. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it does. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, I think it, it's definitely named after Sir Arthur Fir. Yes, that's yeah. right. And yes. Sir Arthur Fir, I forget what nationality he's from. He was German. German, yep. Yes. Sir, uh, Sir Arthur Fir. Yeah. And, um, fir, yeah. Fir, yeah. fir. And he, was, he loved Christmas, didn't he? He did. He, yeah. he, to a fault. To a fault, and that was the fault. Yes. At that time, Christmas was all about holly. And, and uh, certainly not climbing down people's chimneys no. and scaring the children. No, so, uh, but that was what he was special for. Yes. And no one really wanted to criticise him because he was so nice. Oh. Yes. And so that's why we yes. oh, sure, that's exactly what we should be doing, Arthur Fur. And then he would throw cats at people. Yes. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> And uh, uh, lastly, another uh, Christmas symbol. I'm wondering why, why this really exists. Uh, mm. Peace on Earth. Peace on Earth. Well, you know, everyone loves a piece of something. <laughs> yeah. um, and if it's going to be anywhere, it's most obtainable for the majority of people on Earth. <laughs> yeah, that's very true. Excellent. Thank you very much, fellas. <laughs> Post-game smug grin. Mm. And yes. sip. And uh, <laughs> to continue on the theme of gift-giving, Lucy and Stacey, I would like you to reenact for us some awkward present-opening conversation that happens between the following couples. So someone has given someone a gift. Yes. It's in a kind of awkward politeness. Let's see what that gift is and what their response is. Let's see how this would go between... Kenny Rogers and Dolly Parton. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, Kenny, that surely is a very big gift. I want you to open it, Dolly. I want you to open it now. Oh, I just love this lovely tinsel bow. Oh, my, my goodness. Um, <laughs> Kenny, I'm sure you 
I, I've got a lot of these. <laughs> uh, although lingerie is kind of cute, um, yeah, you, you obviously had this specially made. I had it specially made at great expense. Well, thanks. Jeez, you should see what I got you. <laughs> okay, then. <laughs> Hurry up, it's melting. <laughs> Why, well, well, Dolly, that is the prettiest ice sculpture I have seen. Uh, 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 I can't quite make out what it is. It's sort of like you, a long-toed drink of water. Hey. Well, that's certainly what it is now. Oh. Excellent. And uh, uh, another couple I would really Good. like to understand the Christmas-giving relationship between Mary and Jesus. Hi, Mum. <laughs> oh, g'day, son. Oh, g'day, Mum. I th- I thought Gee, it's sh- hot, isn't it? Scorching. Crazy hot. Hey, I thought um, we could just uh, open one, one now on Christmas Eve. Oh, you reckon? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is that you opening yours, Mum? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you used a lot of sticky tape. <laughs> I certainly did. i like it to be a nice surprise, Mum. Oh, it is sticky tape. <laughs> what do you reckon? Oh, oh, son, you shouldn't be spending your pocket money on stuff like this. Well, as you know, Mum, Christmas is about giving. <laughs> All right, well, that'll come in handy for your birthday, which is, oh, tomorrow. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. <laughs> nice work. Excellent work. Uh, <laughs> Particularly delightful. All right. Uh, Next game, our final game for this little round. Uh, Christian and David, I will be challenging you to play Run, Rudolph, Run. You are elves plotting to ruin Christmas. Your nemesis is Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. I know you don't like him, Christian. Let's see how you plot against him. (sighs) Rudolph. What a jerk. He thinks he's so good with that red nose that is glowing and leading the way. And, you know, you had that red nose after all that drinking. And exactly. what did Santa do to you? Yeah, nothing. 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 He's, you're not the lead elf, are no, you? No, no, not even. No. Not, like, who needs a nose now anyway? i got bloody Google Maps. The eye for size. You know, I think we should get rid of him. What? what are you serious? I've never been more serious. <laughs> In my life. You're, you're, you're talking about reindeer aside. Well, isn't it, it's not as if he's going to get missed. I mean, really, apart from the red nose, is, <laughs> does Santa even know? I mean, could we not just stick, you know, one of those bicycle reflector lights on one of the other reindeer and it'll be perfectly fine? Oh, well, how do we get rid of Rudolph? Well... We got, we'll, we'll, we'll lure him into the present chute. Uh-huh. Uh, and then what we'll do is we'll wrap him up and shove him down the chute. Right. Yeah. Right, but his nose will still his, glow. His, 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 they'll they'll see through glow. the sack. They'll see through. Oh, bloody um, Gaffer. Everything could be fixed with lots of gaffer. <laughs> okay. Uh, that's it. So we need to get lots of gaffer and we'll tape up his nose. It's going to be a hard job. We're going to need more than just you and me. Who uh, else can uh, we get on board? Well, I think Phil and Accounts really <laughs> has something for him. He's been really... He's been... Uh, Charging less for uh, Rudolph. 
Sure. Yeah. Sure. All yeah. right. Well, and also it... I think Marie in catering, she yeah. she's she's oh, like, she's got it in for him big time. I know. She big time. she she was threatening with the knife. Yeah. That's a, that's a fine. I mean, she threatens everyone with a knife. Well, that's particularly true. particularly <laughs> Rudolph. The, yeah. the way she points. Yeah, the way you, you, she, she points, points the knife. It's really obvious yeah. that she doesn't like Rudolph. Exactly. Yeah. Right. There yeah. you go. <laughs> and then we bring, so when should we do it? Uh now. now Let's go now. I wouldn't. Hello, is anyone in? Wait, cliffhanger! <laughs> oh my goodness! Marie, poor Marie in account. She's just. No, Marie was from catering. Marie from catering. Listen to the story! Shut up! Okay. I hate this family! All oh, the forums, the forums. Go to your room! It is always right. Phil from accounts, though, isn't it? Yeah. Mm. In these stories. <laughs> That's, of course. Seedy bastard. Thank you for that insight into your evil, evil minds. <laughs> and let us now return to the Christmas boffins to get a score update, please. Yes, thank you, Anna. According to the Christmas charity, uh, Stacy has taken the lead with two turtle doves. Oh, that's nice. Excellent. Now, it wouldn't be Anna Renzenbrink time <laughs> if there wasn't some random Dutchness. So, <laughs> for long-time listeners of Grain of Truth, you'll know if I can get some Dutch into the podcast, I will. <laughs> so, Ooh, uh, misses. The next round is for everybody all at once to play and partake in. It is called Christmas Around the World. And by that, I mean the Netherlands. <laughs> Yay! Uh, teams must take it in turns to translate these popular Dutch Christmas words. <laughs> and I will let you know whether you are anywhere close. <laughs> Starting with Dave, your oh. word is prettig kers. Uh, prettig kers, I imagine, is for... Um, it's the uh, small bag that you have to uh, carry presents in, um, which is painted black. It's, it's like a hearse. It's the presents hearse. <laughs> Wrong. <laughs> it means Merry Christmas. All right. Stacy, your yes. Dutch word is papernoten. Papernoten is the technique of. Um, Unrolling streamers and attaching them to one's balustrades and doorways. Wrong! <laughs> <laughs> it's little uh, gingerbready biscuits. No. Uh, you're quite close, though, in that it was festive. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Christian, yes. your word is Schorstein. What? <laughs> Let me repeat it. Yes, please. Schorstein. 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 It's when you get so carried away with the Christmas spirit, there's a sure stain on the floor. Wrong! <laughs> <laughs> it's Dutch for chimney. <laughs> Fair enough. Kerstmas. Pardon? Kerstmas. Uh, I'm, I'm going to really, you know, go out there and say Christmas. Yeah, you're correct! Yeah! What's so? I actually thought it was a Is that because I'm your favourite? <laughs> yes. Uh, audience, would you like another round? I've got four more words if you want them. Yeah! <laughs> okay, let's start with Christian. Mm. Host. 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 Is the... Uh, the uh, You've got to be wrong whatever you say, so just <laughs> go for it. 
That's very true. It is the act of giving bread to those who don't deserve it. <laughs> oh, I like that. <laughs> like stale rye bread. Yeah. Is that like a particularly efficient Dutch thing to do? <laughs> uh, boffins take note of that excellent response. You are wrong. <laughs> Holst is a Dutch word for holly. Mm. Yeah. Uh, Lucy. Yes. Hamburkook. 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 Hamber? Yeah. Cook. It's got to be a Christmas <laughs> hamburger. Of sorts. Uh, really, I really wanted you to get it right. Hamburg. <laughs> no, you're wrong. It's oh. ginger cake. Oh. oh, that was my second guess. Lit- literally, ginger cake. Because you had little ginger biscuits before, so that put me off. Mm, well, it's the flavour. Anyway, I'd like a Christmas hamburger. <laughs> Excellent. God, I really want a Christmas hamburger now. I want to know what's in it. Yeah, yeah well, it's just cook, apparently. Yeah, it's just yeah. turkey Rudolph. with cranberry sauce. Uh. Beal. David. <laughs> yes, it's me. Vla. Vla. Is that... I would imagine it's a Christmas carol, like a carol or a singing thing. Mm, you're imagine wrongly. <laughs> 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 this is... <laughs> I love the scowl. <laughs> You've been wanting to do this for years by the sounds of this. It's a Dutch word for custard. Oh. Yeah. Oh. I am not a vlahe. And wow. finally, we've yes. only had one person successfully get a word right. I'm going to mm. really try. Snavelock. Mm. Snavelock. Thinking that Dutch and English is rather close together. Snavelock. Snavelock. A snave <laughs> is um, a poorly paid um, a caterer that comes around to Dutch homes purely for Yuletide celebrations. So a snave luck is their punishment for when the figgy pudding goes awry and the ginger biscuits. Oh, that's a pretty excellent explanation. Boffins take note. <laughs> uh, and puts me in mind of the terrible Dutch custom of having Black Peter or Zwarte Piet turn up uh, Christmas time as well. Little oh. uh, St. Nicholas's slave. But you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone in the audience think they know what it is? Snail luck? Yeah! Oh, oh! Snail luck! It is! Put some snowflake. How lovely. So that is the end of Christmas Around the World, and by that I mean the Netherlands. <laughs> <laughs> Best game ever. Okay. The audience has more points than me. <laughs> let, let us get a score update from the Boffins and see if that is true. Yes, thank you, Anna. According to the Grain of Truth Dutch Farmers Association, Lucy has taken the lead with three French hens. Whoa. Nice. Okay, our next round is called Gift Topping. Ooh. Your teams will compete against each other to first give the worst gifts to the audience. Ah. <laughs> And then the best gifts. And you, the audience, will decide upon the winner. So starting with David and Christian, what is the worst possible gift that you could give this audience at Christmas time? An Abbott-led government. <laughs> An Abbott-led yep. government. Mm-hmm. Okay. And to top that worst gift, ladies. That uh, <laughs> <laughs> you have to wear sleeping bags um, <laughs> all summer long. What, by royal decree or... <laughs> All right, um, uh, by quick uh, clap, 
Um, who thinks they would least like to get the Abbott-led government? <laughs> and who thinks they would least like to have to wear sleeping bags all summer long? And the Abbott-led government wins. Wow, you really hate him, don't you? Worst gift. All right. And uh, let us now the best possible gift for this audience. Ladies, what is the best thing you could give this audience for Christmas? I think it has to be this newly invented Christmas hamburger. <laughs> delivered free to your home. Um, and the ingredients are... Uh, that'd be turkey with cranberry sauce yeah. on a nice toasted bun with um, aioli and oh. a couple of slices of bacon, a bit of cheese in there, and um, yeah, slice of tomato, a nice. bit of lettuce. The Grain of Truth Christmas Burger, home delivered to your door, yeah. or boys? Uh, I'd like to think that the best present was to know that you are loved, cared for, oh. and Cheat. that, that oh. if you need a hug... And it's delivered by puppies <laughs> attached to drones that fly <laughs> in <laughs> and are happy to see you and Dangerous. don't judge you. Yeah, that's right. Oh. Golden retriever puppies. Yep. All right, audience. Would you prefer <laughs> to get home-delivered Dutch-themed grain of truth hamburgers <laughs> or love and hugs delivered by puppies? <laughs> Very cunning, fellas. Very I cunning. The, I love the fact that drones, which are the worst things that we've invented, can only become better <laughs> with puppies. Well, saccharine sentimentality is a hallmark, <laughs> pun, of uh, the hey. Christmas season. So uh, that was very fitting. Very nice. And uh, that is the end of the round. Boffins, can we please have another score update? Mm, yes, you can, Anna. According to the Grain of Truth jeweller, Dave has taken the lead with five gold rings. Uh, we're drawing close to the end no. of the Christmas podcast, and I uh, wouldn't mind just having a quick sing along. Yeah. Um, so. <laughs> wouldn't mind. Yeah, I just need Metallica? to. Metallica? <laughs> no. Oh. Uh, just need to sing uh, We Wish You a Merry Christmas. And I encourage you all in the audience uh, to join in. So on the count of three, please. One, two, three. We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. A Happy New Year. Good tidings we bring to you and your kin. We wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Okay, let's get real. <laughs> a figgy pudding. <laughs> what the hell is figgy pudding? Okay, it's 2015. <laughs> yep. The audience really are smarter today. Let's update this year. Okay. Uh, instead of figgy pudding, what is it that we won't go until we get some? Quickly, down the panel. Of oh, the burger. <laughs> the, the, the Christmas burger. We won't go until we get some Hambercook Christmas burger. <laughs> yeah. Christian? Uh, duh, uh, all I can think about is burgers now. Damn it. <laughs> I'll, um, come I'll come back yeah, to you. I want you to be creative. It's Christmas. <laughs> Lucy? Apple products, probably. Apple products. We won't go until we get a new iPhone. We won't go until we get a new iPhone. Nice. Stacey? Um, I, I'll, I'll, be, I'll be going for the um, 
The trifle. Oh, we won't go against the trifle. Mm. I think I would go for, I won't go until we get like 400 likes. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 And back to you, Kristen. Uh, uh, lots of chocolate in my face. Lots of chocolate in your face. Thank you very much. Um, now it's sad to say that we have to reveal the answer to our grain of truth connection challenge. Did anybody get the connection between television, performing arts, animation and chemistry with the clue Arctic Puffin? The only thing I was thinking of was the Arctic Puffin, which uh, is, the, uh, is a logo of a, which, um, one of the book publishing companies. Puffin? The, is it Puffin? <laughs> it's that Puffin it's type the, publishing company. It's the I children's imprint. It's the children's imprint of Penguin. Ah, I was, oh. that, I do book facts. For the, so that's why I was thinking, because a lot of things uh, published by Puffin would be so there's a lot of um, an, uh, animations that have been based on Puffin books. Um, chemistry is chemistry books published by Puffin mm. and plays are released by Puffin for theirs and television shows would also be adapted from said books. Well, I was thinking it was Nicolas Cage. You were thinking it was Nicolas Cage? Yes. Well, I hope your reasoning is as well considered as Dave's was. Well, he is quite animated. <laughs> uh, I've often seen him on TV. <laughs> Um, he's somewhat literate if he can read scripts. Um, he's charismatic and he has a great chemistry on the screen. And I'm, the and I'm pretty sure he played an Arctic puffin, <laughs> if I'm not much mistaken. Excellent. You're both wrong. <laughs> Over here, any ideas here? All I can think of is Happy Feet. I know he's not a puffin, he's a penguin, and I don't really know what it's got to do with chemistry. Great. <laughs> that was amazing inductive reasoning. Yeah. Never said I was smart. What about you? <laughs> oh, okay. Um, I, I reckon the great link is uh, High Street Northcote. Oh. Mm. Topical and local. Yeah, topical and local because um, of the uh, huge Arctic Puffin um, uh, urban art that's just sprung up um, on the corner of uh, Beavers Road and um, <laughs> Separation Ave. And um, uh, yes, which has been um, sadly uh, chemically erased by um, Darabin Council. Oh, um, but a performing arts troupe has mobilised to bring, bring it back, and that was televised on Nine News. Um, uh, last night. Wow, so um, many connections. I know. You're not right. Oh. <laughs> uh, what I was thinking of was the film Elf. Yes, tell us more. Which Will, Will um, Farrell runs um, through an animated snowy wonderland to try and find his father and he calls out, not now Arctic Puffin. Do you remember that bit? I, I haven't seen the film, and we, but we tell We leave more. animated uh, Christmassy woodland creatures and we go into the real world and he goes to New York, right? So we've got acting. We do. Yeah. And uh, during the film, uh, there's a news reporter who's cynical and hardened against the spirit of Christmas. She's on television <laughs> reporting the fact that there are a mass group of people singing using their singing voices to create some kind of spirit of Christmas chemistry which keeps Santa's sleigh flying through the air. Ah. Um, oh, <laughs> boo you for booing me. <laughs> <laughs> That's the same noise that my mum makes when she has to pretend she likes a present at Christmas. It's a, oh. 
Well, so she didn't like. My I magnets. challenge you all to go and watch that film and not be cheered by the spirit of Christmas <laughs> and the amazing connections and the amazing connections. <laughs> yeah. Okay, now finally, back to the Boffins to determine who has won the room at the inn. Yes, thank you, Anna. At the end of this Grain of Truth Christmas special, our winner is Mr. David Innes. Congratulations, Dave. You do not need to take bed linen. You will be sleeping in a pile of straw. (laughs) As long as it's three and a half star straw, I'm fine by me. Now, that is the end of this Christmassy program. I sincerely hope you enjoyed it. It was an absolute delight to uh, think of all of the silliness and especially all of the Dutch words. <laughs> Our website is www.grainoftruth.com.au and you can follow us on Facebook, facebook.com, Grain of Truth Show and on Twitter at Grain of Truths. It now leaves me to thank our panel, Lucy Schmidt, Lacey Taylor, (laughs) Stacey Taylor, Christian Bizzari and David Innes. Our boffin of this week was Brendan Jolly, our composers Matthew Hadgraf, our logo designer Tom Markovic, our sound restorer Armand Petit, official pun better who I did not call upon this time but who deliciously got the correct translation of Snail Black, Asher Cameron, our venue The Wesleyan. I have been your host, Anna Renzenbrink. Have a Merry Christmas and a Chalukah New Year!